Oh, darling elevators, if you are struggling with the day job, your daily productivity, or your nightly slumber, I would love to help you out and feature you right here on this show. Go to chrismcpeak.com forward slash hot seat and schedule your free Elevate Your 8 strategy session. Past success stories include college grads developing an at-home routine and furloughed folks finding their way back to work. These fill up super fast. So go to chrismcpeak.com forward slash hot seat to schedule your strategy session today. And now onto this week's episode. You're listening to the Elevate Your 8 podcast the easily digestible lifestyle show that empowers you to live your happiest, most productive life so you can achieve time freedom. Productivity is just a matter of simple mathematics and prioritization. Honor your work-life balance by working only eight hours a day. Honor your health and wellness by sleeping eight hours every night. Once you figure that out, the rest is gravy. Or Jolly Ranchers if ever you prefer. If you're ready for a healthy helping of life-changing wisdom with a side of quirkiness, you're in the right place. Here's your host, dairy-free, karaoke-crazy, future 200 breaststroke national champion, Chris McPeak. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Elevate Your A podcast. I'm your host, Chris McPeak, and today we are doing another hot seat coaching session, and my guest today is Hannah Weaver. Hannah is a fellow podcaster, and I want to say full-time student? Um, no. No. Okay. So <laughs> Hannah- I'm an, I'm an actor and singer. Actor and singer. Okay. Well, give us a little, give us a little bit about your background. Where'd you go to school? What'd you study? Yeah, totally. So um, my name is Hannah. I, I'm a somewhat recent graduate from Lafayette College. I'm about three years out now. I majored in theater and psychology. I minored in Spanish. Um, unfortunately, I don't speak Spanish anymore. <laughs> Sometimes oh, okay. I get that question. But um, I, I'm working in the theater industry, um, working as a relative term currently during COVID. Right. <laughs> but prior to this, I was working in the theater industry as an actor and singer. And tell me about your show. Um, yeah, so I started a podcast during quarantine with my roommate. It's called Guys Are Crazy. That's G-U-Y-Z-R and then the word crazy. I love it. And we think we challenge gender stereotypes or kind of stereotypes in general as they pertain to dating and relationships. So we talk a lot about gender, um, some, some episodes about race and toxic relationships, kind of all sorts of things as they relate to dating and relationships. How far along on your show are you? We aired our first episode, I want to say late June. So we're a few months in now. It's been super exciting. Um, We focus more on like individual experiences and less of bigger picture things, like things that are going on in the world. But it's always interesting for me to kind of learn about how these smaller parts fit into the bigger picture. Yeah. Ah, agreed. And then Lafayette, Louisiana, is that where you work? Nope. Lafayette, College in Eastern Pennsylvania. Oh my goodness. It's wow. a small liberal arts college. Yep. Okay. I was one of, I think, five theater graduates in my, in my year. You're kidding. Wow. So, oh, yes, so theater conservatory <laughs> almost, right? Um, it wasn't a conservatory program. I, I got a Bachelor of Arts 
Um, but the school is more known for engineering, actually. So I, I didn't choose it for its theater program, per se. I chose it for its kind of general liberal arts education and college experience. Okay. All right, cool. So was it always your goal in school to be, to, to be an actress and work in theater? It actually was not. So I have wow. been doing theater my entire life. Yeah, I I had grown up doing community theater and, you know, middle school, high school, all of that. But it had always been a hobby to me. I didn't really know what I wanted to do with my life up until I think maybe junior year of college when something clicked and I was like, well, why not try pursuing this professionally? Like I've been doing it forever. I yeah. love it. I can't imagine myself not doing it. So why not like while I'm young after college while I'm not really like I don't have a family to support or things like that. I don't really have any like obligations aside yeah from yeah you're still young and the, it out. the limit exactly so I was kind of like why not try it so I'm a couple of years in now and it's, it's going well it's been great tell me about um some of the the projects or roles that you've had yeah, so I primarily, since I've graduated college, have done children's theater, um, theater for young audiences, TYA, and family entertainment. So I've worked for some great companies um, like Feld Entertainment, Disney Cruise Line, um, 92nd Street Y, some like really wonderful companies. And I've, I've always loved to work with children. So I, I kind of naturally veered my career in that direction. And I look young and I sound young. So it, it kind of all worked out in that way um, to kind of combine my interests in that way. Yeah. So, okay. So how, how did the loss of employment come to you? Was, were, cause you said cruise line, Disney cruise line. So that made me wonder, like, did you have a gig on a ship and that ended abruptly or how did, how did that happen for you? Um, so I wasn't on a ship. Ironically, I had actually declined an offer to, to renew that contract um, okay. because of completely unrelated reasons. So I was supposed to be on that ship, um, wow. but I wasn't. I had turned down that contract way before COVID for other reasons. And but I was I was actually on tour with a with a touring children's show, and we it was a van tour. We were driving around the country in a van, and we were in I want to say New Hampshire. In it was like March. 10th or 11th maybe it was right around the time that everything started shutting yep. down and I remember we had like I think like a nine hour drive back to New York for a day off and at the start of the drive we had a full packed schedule for the next few weeks um, until the tour, the tour was supposed to end late March and then by the end of the drive everything had been canceled wow. <laughs> within that like one drive it was so surreal so yeah so I, I found myself back in my apartment which I had subletted kind of like, I don't know what to do next. Yeah. I had just gotten a new day job before, um, before I had left on tour. I had just gotten a new job uh, and then been like, I'll be back in two months, expecting to come back to a bunch of hours and stuff like that. Um, and then that shut down. <laughs> okay. So I found myself without a tour, without a day job, audition shut down, Broadway shut down. So it was yeah. like, all abruptly, like everything came to a stop. So you're in New York City right now. I'm in Brooklyn right now. Okay. All right. Cool. Um. So I love New York's one of my favorite cities, and I've been to a lot of cities, and I keep coming back here. I there's just so much going on all the time, and the people are. New Yorkers get 
such a bad rep for being like cold and unapproachable and like negative and it's That's so untrue <laughs> I like to say <laughs> New Yorkers are everyone is living in such close proximity all yeah. the time so we have such a respect for boundaries so like if I'm walking down the street I will ignore people not because I don't want to talk to them but because I don't want them to feel like I'm intruding their personal space yeah. because by nature of the city we're going to be in each other's space so but I think especially during this weird time like it's it's such a feeling of community like we everyone has each other's backs which is yeah. wonderful um, so I, I do love it here. And I, I haven't spent much time in Brooklyn before I moved here. I'd mostly been in Manhattan. But again, because like I stopped taking the subway and all of that, I, I was forced to explore my neighborhood and really like kind of bond with become part of the community, which was yeah. it's been great. That's awesome. Um, okay, so the day job that you had secured before you went on tour, what was what were you doing there? Yeah, so I like to only get day jobs this is a totally me thing like i know no disrespect to anyone who does any other day job but i personally only only accept jobs that where i can use skills that i would want to be using in theater um i like to feel really fulfilled in my day jobs and if yeah. i'm not performing i need to like have that outlet so i in the past year or so have been working at a lot of um like pop-up museum type things um as like a brand ambassador type job. So okay. I currently, so before all of this, I had, I had just gotten a job at the Museum of Ice Cream in New York City um, in Manhattan and it had just opened. So it was super exciting. And then of course it shut down because museums could not be. A museum of ice cream. Yeah. So oh I actually, my we, God. we actually just reopened um, about a month ago. Super okay. exciting. So I am back at work part-time in that okay. So you do, you like to be in, in front of people demonstrating, teaching, acting, all of that. You, I'm not going to say like the attention, but that's, that's where your skill is. Your skill is delivering to other people. And it's either a feeling, another skill, um, an experience, that type of thing. Right. Yes, absolutely. Okay. okay. And then I guess on the long term, I, I mean, is, is acting where you see yourself in 10 years? Yes. So in 10 years, I will hope, I hope that my like personal goals of settling down, finding a partner, having kids and my professional goals will have merged somehow. Okay. And I think that's, it kind of depends. They depend on each other because if I'm, you know, if I have kids, I won't want to be taking cruise contracts per se. Yeah. Um, but I do think, I think my career will continue to evolve, but I will, I will never hopefully be in a place where I won't have theater in my life in any capacity. And again, I think that's kind of why I tend to take day jobs where I can still use those skills because I'm always kind of shopping around for ways that I can like still use those skill sets and still be fulfilled in that performative way, but not maybe like beyond that way. <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm, I'm encouraged and curious about you wanting that the personal goals of having a family and your professional goals to intersect. So I guess, are you, are you hoping to meet somebody in the field so that you have the same, um, same vocation alignment or yeah. I mean, how does that, how do you see that painting out for yourself? If you could just, you know, snap your fingers and it's done. <laughs> I think about this so much, especially with the podcast on dating. <laughs> right. I, 
and I, I've said this on my podcast several times, I generally don't date actors. So just, but I do think a huge perk to dating somebody in the field is that it's a lifestyle. It's, yeah. And if you're in it, you understand it. And I think that's, that's, there's really something to be said for that. But I do, I do tend to see myself with somebody who has a little bit more stability, um, not only financially, but like, like job security, sure. um, a stable schedule, things like that, that I don't necessarily bring to the table. But at the same time, someone who understands that, like, that is the way things are in my life. Yeah. So if you were to rank them, is, is, is family and partnership above career? I want to say they're about even. Okay. It, right. it fluctuates depending on the day, but I think, I think in terms of long-term goals, like short-term yeah. goals, I'm very much focused on my career. Um, it, long-term goals, I do, I definitely see myself with a family. And I think, I think if it boils down to it, family might be above career just because I, I can see myself not pursuing like Broadway or like acting full time as long as I can still maintain the arts in my life in some capacity, yeah. but I can't see myself not having a family. Right. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about arts in your life. So let's kind of brainstorm some other ways that that could happen um, and just kick some stuff out. I, I have some in my head, but I want to see if we're, if we're aligned there. Yeah. Um, well, one thing I've been, I've been feeling very fulfilled artistically by having a podcast uh-huh. and I, it's not, I think it's, it's a, a new way of having an audience, but it's, it's, in, it's been really interesting to explore that because it's, it's like you guessed before. I love connecting with people. I yeah. love um, talking to people, meeting new people. And it's been a wonderful platform to be able to do that. So I think that that is definitely a, a new platform. Yeah, absolutely. Loved exploring. Um, I, there's also the option of community theater. If I do end up in a more traditional career field with a more traditional schedule, yeah. um, I there's always the option of, of, you know, going to rehearsal after work and performing on the weekends, that sort of thing. Um, so these are, yeah, that's something I've definitely toyed with, but it's not, I'm not there yet. <laughs> yeah. Um, have you thought about teaching? I have. So I, I have taught um, primarily at like summer camps. Okay. Um, more in workshop settings. It's not my favorite. Okay. Doing it full time. I, I love it. I love kids. Um, but I, I found that I'm more inclined to teach part-time or teach as an extracurricular um for example with my last tour I was like teaching workshops in addition to performing ah okay um which I love felt really nice yeah yes exactly so there's definitely room for that but I don't see myself pursuing teaching full-time um which is interesting because in college it was definitely definitely an option for me yeah. Well, the reason, the reason I ask, I wasn't even thinking, I mean, cause obviously you said you felt attracted to, to younger people from an acting perspective, but I was actually thinking more in lines of teaching at community college, um, particularly as potentially an adjunct um, and maybe not even in something in performing, but maybe in another aspect of, of the arts. Um, I mean, your, your background is acting, but um, 
community college departments have all sorts of administrative positions and, and classified positions that would not be faculty, but it would be a way to connect to the arts. And, and I bring that up because I work at a community college and I know that, um, you know, sometimes those jobs don't fill easily um, and they tend to pay really well. Um, I've heard so much about SUNY, no, CUNY, the, the city. City, CUNY, City University of New York. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's. A, my college is actually trying to duplicate a, a program that got started there um, for underrepresented students, first generation students, and stuff like that. So I, so I do know. Before I worked at a community college, <clears throat> I totally thought the community college is like that's the C team of academics, and you know that's for faculty members who couldn't make it at big schools, and that's for students who couldn't get into other schools. And I, I was completely wrong. Um, I mean, some of the most dedicated faculty I've ever met in my life uh, are at community college, and and I think now, now that I know what I know about them, it's um, the education opportunity is is so great because it's so affordable, um, especially if a student doesn't know what they want to do. Um, yes, because yes. to spend all that money on a four-year school or a private four-year school. So it might, it might not be a bad idea to just take a peek at, um, what is it called? It's uh, higheredjobs.com and see if there's anything in your immediate area that's, um, that's hiring either as a part-time adjunct position or like a classified coordinator or administrative job um, because you have access to benefits that way. Um, and then you could still pursue other things when, when that industry starts, starts moving again. Um, so that was the first thing that came to mind. And then the second thing that came to mind is I'm, I'm assuming I am making a lot of assumptions here, but there's lots of other people living in New York city that are in the same boat that you're in. Um, and I know that, meeting in person probably i mean it's definitely not happening here we're still you know virtual everything but i wonder i'm wondering if there's meetups or or groups that um support groups that are together and able to talk about employment opportunities talk about ways to make money while the theaters are still closed and and everything is kind of funky so um that would be the other thing i would think could be um could be something to do but i'm very encouraged that your mu museum is open back up so that's something um and it's great that you have a place to go uh and and that kind of stuff so does any of that jive with you at all does it make sense yeah, definitely. That's a great idea. I wrote down that website. I'm going to check it out. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for that. Uh, there definitely are a lot of uh, like Facebook groups, um, online programming, virtual meetups, stuff like that going on within the industry, which I haven't been super involved in now just because I've, I've, I'm back at work part time. So that's kind of taken up some time, which is great. Um, but I was very involved back in like the peak of quarantine when like you couldn't go anywhere or do anything. Yeah. Um, and it was really helpful because you're right. There's so many people who are in the same boat from people who, are, who just graduated college, who've never worked professionally, mm -hmm. people like me who are kind of still figuring things out. And then Broadway stars, like everyone is, yeah. is in it together, which has been really wonderful to, to feel that sense of community. Yeah. And I think for sure. Um, and then I had thought of something else in my well, I, I coach everybody to, you know, think about writing a book. That's not immediate income, but it's certainly, I think, you know, we all have a story to tell and the nature of self-publishing right now makes it so easy to, to make that happen. Um, so as a, as a performer, I think um, 
talking through what it was like to not perform during quarantine. And I, I think we're going to start seeing those types of publications coming out. Um, oh, but the other thing I wanted to say is that there's definitely opportunities to monetize your podcast, um, which you probably know because you're in sheep podcasts and it's, it's slow moving. Um, but I, I do have some people that I will refer to you offline because um, they're people that I work with too. And they've been really, really helpful for me in moving my show forward. And the, in fact, the whole reason that we're doing this right now is because I got a tip from a coach that I'm working with on that. So, and it made sense for me. It's like, yeah, this is totally a way to, to connect with potential clients and, and have really good things to talk about on the show. So, um, so yeah, so that's just a tip out there. Anyone who's listening and you want to start a podcast and <laughs> monetize it, this is a direction that you can go in. Um, are there any yeah, that other... would be very helpful. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, no, I'll, I'll share with you my, my secrets. Uh, they're not secrets really, but, um, <laughs> Anything else that you want to ask me or that you want to talk about? Um, we should have come up with questions. Let's see. Um, I don't have anything that like comes to mind, but this has been really wonderful. Good. So glad. I'm trying to get some clarity on my position. Awesome. Well, we can write, reconnect anytime you want. You have my email address. And for those of you listening, I just want you to know that these hot seat free coaching sessions are available to you. Just check the, the show notes and you can sign up. So we have been talking to Hannah Weaver and tell us again, the name of your show. It's called guys are crazy. That's guys with a Z, the letter R and the word crazy guys are crazy and you can find that anywhere you listen to podcasts we will also put that in the show notes hannah thank you so much for popping in to elevate your eight today i really appreciate it yeah thank you so much for having me this was great